This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You guys probably know by now that Ball is sponsoring us across the DNVR network, and we are so excited about it. Yes, I mean Ball as in the new Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. They have been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. They are such a great company, and by 2030, Ball aims to reduce operational carbon emission by 55% and across their value chain by 16 percent from 2017 levels and on top of that if you are looking for a job they are hiring we have a few friends here throughout dnvr that work at ball and they really appreciate the way they treat their employees if you're interested in getting a job they can hook you up text golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions you can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or like i said simply text golden to 77222 they are such a great company to work for so check them out today nobody out three and two on charlotte Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray lindsey breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis guy Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, our favorite beer, seltzers, all that good stuff here at DNVR. And it's almost Friday, so go get some good... Con- oh, I haven't had a Mountain Beach Breck Brew in a long time. That sounds pretty bomb, Drew. I'm jealous of you right now. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Perfect <sighs> sound. I actually am very excited because we have some good company lemonades in the fridge and I've had multiple strawberry lemonades and it still tastes like yogurt to me and I love it. So I always recommend that window. I have never managed that the fridge might as well not exist as far as I'm concerned. I can't remember the last time I got to the bar and there was anything in that fridge. Does that, (laughs) does the Av show happen before yours? That's my theory. I I, I, I believe that's correct. (laughs) Okay. It's just Rudo there. That's all I mean. Yeah. It's going to say, man, I'm the wrong guy to be blaming for that. (laughs) Rudo. Okay. Today we are going to be, today, honestly, there's no Denver sports on today. The Rockies are uh, during their all-star break. Of course, there's no Nuggets, Avs. 
Broncos. There's barely any sports on. What, Ryan? I was just going to say, what is this garbage Red Sox-Yankees, like, showcase day? Like, we get to have a whole day just for a Red Sox-Yankees game? Like, it's damn Army-Navy? Yeah. They're well, did very you know, important, you know. Yeah, did you know they have a rivalry, RK? <laughs> I didn't, but I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, so we are pretty much just there's there's no sports going on so we're gonna have a fun topic um for today's show being the great stadium location debate which means do each of us think in our opinions it's better for stadiums ballparks arenas to be in the downtown area of a city or more outside of the city that's gonna be a good one but first we are going to jump in talking about What's been going on with the Avs? Free agency is right around the corner. There's some terrible rumors about Gabriel Landeskog, and I'm very sad about it. And AJ, people are panicking. So I would love for you to give a quick recap as to what's going on and if people should panic or not just yet. They should totally panic. Sports are absolutely worth panicking over. (laughs) AJ loves the panic. (laughs) No, uh, honestly, I I think this is all just a part of the process. Um, they're they're working through it. They've got three big money deals that will have a huge impact on their long term future that they're trying to that they're trying to get through. Um, at the same time, this is just part of the process. So, um, if you're if you're a panicky type, feel free. Um, but I I think ultimately that they'll be okay. But we have a couple weeks left, so um, you know we, there's there's still a long way to go here. I need you to do a better job of talking me off the ledge. I'm literally on a ledge right now. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we don't make choices in life, bud. <laughs> you imagine AJ at the bottom of the street with a megaphone. Look, you know. <laughs> They're all saying you won't it's do really it. It's really up to you. <laughs> don't. Just stand by your decision. That's all we ask. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, can you – Rudo asked you this question on the DMR Avalanche podcast, but maybe some people who listen to this podcast don't listen to the Avs podcast. So do you see Philip Gruer and Gabriel Landeskog still being on the Avs? Yeah. Okay. That's all I need to know. That's all. Wonderful. Okay. Nice that and easy. Down. All right, I'm going inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the show. Um, we'll Am I good? Up. Can I get out of here? <laughs> AJ, there is so much going on with the Avs because you've got the expansion draft next Wednesday. Then we've got the NHL draft on Friday. And then all of this, all these rumors and all this news going on, it's pretty crazy. And if you didn't know, AJ is in Twitter jail. Um, So hashtag free AJ is alive and well. A lot of people are using that hashtag. So there's a lot going on in the Avs universe. You really should tune into the DMVR Avalanche podcast to hear it all. And AJ, you were suspended over some like controversial comments about U.S.-China relations, correct? Do I have that right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the violence in which I supposedly was threatening was definitely towards uh, the that specific community. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Now that we've got the abs wrapped up, uh, though, what's going on with the Nuggets right now? Well, the NBA draft is coming up on the 29th which is also a Thursday. Guess you researched for this pod. Uh, If you follow the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Adam Mares went live with Adam Spinella today. Uh, His YouTube channel, one of the best you can find in terms of breaking down strengths and weaknesses. 
So I strongly recommend you to, to head over and check that video out if you're interested. I refuse um, to Wes watch anything with two atoms. Me too, believe me. I had to transcribe it. I was like, is this punishment or the job description? Uh, and then let's see. Wes Unsell Jr., uh, one of the top yeah. assistants in Denver, is emerging. He's now emerged, I think, this is the second time as the leader for the head coach in their in their job search. Um, this according to a tweet from The Athletic and Sidium Shams Sharania earlier today. He's obviously usually pretty dialed in. So it's looking like Wes Unseld is going to get that job, uh, the next head coach of the Wizards. But we'll see. We'll see because he's gotten close and and not gotten that, that call up before. RK, is there any closer to Aaron Rodgers? Is no. there any good news on the Aaron Rodgers front? Really? I think we're further, really, if anything. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just – a lot of people said nothing's going to happen until, like, the week leading up to training camp. So that would be uh, next week. Um, so maybe, maybe it starts to heat up then, but it's gotten really quiet. Um, a lot of people, like, didn't take much from Peyton Manning saying, like, it, it might be too late. Um, but – I did. I did. Uh, Peyton's really in tune with what's going on with the Broncos. And I think that if he felt like there was a very good chance that the Broncos were going to get Aaron Rodgers, he wouldn't have made that comment. Um, so mm -hmm. I felt like he was starting to like kind of soften the blow um, potentially like, Oh, you know, uh, there might be too late anyway, um, which by the way, it's never too late. Uh, but Peyton never does anything on accident. And I don't think that was uh accidental at all um when he stubs his toe is that like when he stubs his toe is that intentional or is that well he's punishing one of his toes for like screwing up that's right <laughs> <laughs> okay anyways yeah. uh, you like... made a comment that aaron can't just go ahead and ask for a trade which is what a lot of people are saying or he can but you personally don't think he won't because he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy in green bay yeah, like, everyone just says, like, why doesn't he just publicly come out and say, like, screw the Packers, send me away? And it's like, well, he spent his whole career building a legacy in Green Bay, and so he wants to kind of have his cake and eat it too. And he might not get that if he's not willing to go out publicly, but I, he won't do it. Um, you know, like, the the metaphor I use is, like, when he opens a Rogers Steakhouse one day, he wants the first location to be in Green Bay, not Denver. You know, like uh, it's it's like Peyton has it perfectly, right? He still has his legacy in Indianapolis. Andy now has this legacy in Denver. He's beloved in both places. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to jeopardize Packers fans hating him for the rest of time just for like a couple good twilight years in Denver. So um, he's going to do it behind the scenes so that if if he actually gets the trade done, he can kind of have some like plausible deniability where he says like, yeah, you know, the relationship just wasn't amicable and uh, things went south. And it was just if he comes out and says, I want to trade. Well, then Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst in Green Bay can just throw their hands up and be like, what did you want us to do? He wanted out kind of like, you know, the Rockies kind of got that luxury with Nolan to just be like, our hands were tied. There's nothing we could have done. Um, which yeah, that I, went I that went their way, right? It didn't, but, but they were already kind of the villain. Um, but it, it 
he's not going to do that, and he's not going to give them that easy out where they can just be like, he hates us. I don't know. There's nothing we could have done. You are more on the side of just things aren't going to get done. And, uh, and if that's the case, who do you see being the Broncos starting quarterback? I know we have training camp to see, and that's in two or three weeks. But, like, who are you feeling more heading into training camp than Teddy or Drew? I've This whole time I felt like it was going to be Drew – um, just because there's an actual potential end game if Drew Locke is your starting quarterback and he gets it together and he, you know, gets rolling, there's no potential end game uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. That that's very clearly, no pun intended, a bridge. Um, and to be honest, like you you intended that. Come yes, on. you fully intended. No, that. I really didn't. I that's the that was the <laughs> word I wanted to use. It's just happened to be that was his name. Um, it's the bridge, and you don't even know what it is a bridge to. Is there like a book called like the Bridge to Nowhere? Because there should be. Um, the and, Bridge to Terabithia. Well, I know that one, but I don't know <laughs> what that how to make that into a football reference. <laughs> I just think like it's a bridge to nowhere, uh, and I think unless Teddy Bridgewater just absolutely wrecks Drew Locke in the quarterback competition it's a that movie it, that it makes a uh, a lot more sense to start Drew Locke there's a, a movie called The Bridge to Nowhere mm-hmm. starring who? Ving Rhames hmm. and Danny oh. Masterson huh. and Bijou Phillips okay so I'm intrigued. Yeah. is it a comedy? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like it <laughs> 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 Came out in 2009, so memories. Oh, okay. Before we get into top, this topic, let's jump into uh, DraftKings real quick. The best place to put some bets down. Ryan made a good amount of money on the Home Run Derby. So did Andre. We had the people. DMVR Bets Daily is on a roll, so check that out because they'll make you some money for sure. Uh, the home run derby, they had some awesome props there. They also, the over-under of how far a home run would go was set at uh, 520. They got that. It was so much fun. And it was just really easy. They had a bunch of pools, free pools that you could get into um, and make a little bit of money. DraftKings is always the best place to go. And right now, um, they are putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in $150 in site credits. Uh, pick either basketball team that is still in contention. Bet $1. And if the team wins, you win $150 in site credits. They've had this deal going on for a few weeks now. It's so easy. You don't have to bet on the scores, on the players, nothing. Just bet on who you think is going to win the game, and you get $150. Like I said, DraftKings is always making it easy for you to have fun and make money. Plus, you can withdraw uh, your funds and uh, with like ease, and it's very safe, and you can get that money pretty quickly, and it's just such a great app. We highly recommend it. We were doing a bunch of things at the bar this weekend with UFC and the All-Star Game. We had some giveaways, so stay tuned for that on social because we'll probably do more of those things. But Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in site credits and free credits. Um, like I said, just choose the basketball team, which one you want to win. Bet $1, get $150. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Have to use that promo code DNVR. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next up, you guys already know, Strava Craft Coffee. I'm drinking some right now. 
needed it to wake up today. It's like a little gloomy out. Unfortunately, I think a lot of that is from the smokes that, uh, from the fires going on in California, West Coast, and in Colorado. But I needed some coffee to like wake me up and get me going. And Strava Craft Coffee is the way to do so. I was telling the abs guys about the alley special that I just invented. And you might not be about this. I understand. But get some Strava Craft Coffee Cold Brew. Put some Breckenridge Distillery Espresso or Espresso. I messed that up and someone got mad at me. Espresso Vodka in there. And it's the alley special. And it'll keep you awake. You're drinking. I recommend just drinking one. I, I don't want you to like, but see, Strava Craft Coffee gets rid of those jitters, so you're not going to feel terrible. You're going to be feeling good. You're going to be feeling relaxed. You add that espresso vodka in there, and it's fantastic. It's you can use good. that. It's fantastic. I had a sip. Very good. Very I believe good. It. Brandon had some, which I was I regretted. I was like, you don't need this. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I should be allowed to have that. Actually. You couldn't do the show in the office that day. You're like, Brandon, <laughs> you got to keep it down. I was, it was at night, and he was like needing to stay awake. I was like, oh, I'll get some alley specials going for us. And then I was like, you are already so loud and energetic. You you don't need more of this. You don't need to be fueled by the coffee for this. Um, but Drew, I saw you check it out. But Anyone can check it out and just have the actual coffee, exclude the alcohol on it. Um, using the promo code DNVR20 for 20 or DNVR25 for 25% off. That is still going on. And if you want to subscribe to their uh, coffee, then you can get it delivered straight to your door every two, six, eight weeks. It's awesome. We love them. Please support them. Supporting them supports us. Again, use that promo code DNVR25. And finally, Ryan, why should people subscribe to the DNVR.com? They shouldn't. Oh, just kidding. They absolutely should. I was going to, you're gone. I was going to say, you know, you can read all of uh, everyone's great content behind the paywall. You can get a 22 ounce beer for the price of a 16 ounce beer. When you come to the DNVR bar You can get weekly specials on our gear, you can get a free t-shirt when you sign up. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. We have the DNVR Golf League going right now, which you could have signed up for if you were a member. Um, you can still probably try and sneak in on, a, on the last couple of rounds here if you want to uh, hit us up. But um, that's been really cool because we actually like get to see the same group of people every week and get to know them a little bit better. And so, yeah, you know, you're joining a community. Uh, and I think that's really the coolest part of it all is you, you know, you're, you become a part of something when you become a member at DNVR and, uh, and then you can never leave. <laughs> never. That's a blood contract. We will let you leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, you become family. So like there's something going on in your life we want to know about. Like we, it's just like Ryan in the sense that you can't leave family. You become part of our family. So Yep. You're stuck with us. We might annoy you sometimes. It's but what contract. Uh, <laughs> I want that to become the new slogan of become Absolutely a member of DNVR. Absolutely not. <laughs> Is there anything uh, else going on in Broncos country? Uh, some like legal, legal mumbo jumbo. Who really wants to hear about that? I mean, oh, they like officially, yeah, they like officially uh, dismissed the lawsuit yesterday. Um, so that we're not going to see like the Bullens go head to head in court and like publicly air out all their grievances, which is a good thing. Um, but now the question is like, is it going to lead to a sale or is this opening up uh, like Joe Ellis and the rest of the trust to appoint Brittany Bullen? Because the lawsuit was saying basically that the trust was a sham and that it was put together after 
Pat Bowen was already like um, dealing with Alzheimer's, and so he it wasn't put together in good faith. Um, so now that's gone. So now the trust is back in full control. But there are theories that there's probably a behind-the-scenes settlement that said, hey, we're going to sell the team. Um, and so drop the lawsuit and let's, you know, all get our share of like at least $5 billion. Is it 5 million or did billion. you say billion? Oh, billion. Oh, like, okay. Wow. So the franchise is, it was recently, um, valued at a little over 3 billion, uh, by Forbes. But I guess the theories out there are that the sports betting world has like exponentially increased the values uh, of these sports franchises. So there are people who are throwing out crazy numbers, like 10 billion could be the next sale of a sports franchise. I'm saying I'm saying at least five. Um, some people are saying four, but I'm saying this one. If the Broncos sell, they'll go for more than five billion. That's my uh, prediction. Wow. Okay, well, that's going to lead into our topic. Um, I believe that's how we started this topic on the DMVR Bronco show. Um, Wait, if, what about what about the Rockies? Well, hold on. I was okay. All right, all right. Hold on. Really interested um, in the Rockies. I'm doing the a thing DMVR here. Broncos podcast. They were talking about if the Broncos sell, will the new owners want to move the stadium? Um, so we'll get into that in the second segment of the show. But Drew, Ryan's really excited about the Rockies. So, Ryan, awesome. do you want to ask Drew what's going on? <laughs> the second half of the season is about to start. Like, what questions do you have, Ryan, for Drew? You're so excited. I actually, like, weirdly got a little Rockies fever recently. I don't even know where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been watching the games, and I don't know. They're kind of fun. It, Drew gave me some advice, like, three weeks ago, which was watch them when they're at home. Yes. Don't watch them when they're on the road. And it's the best advice anyone's ever given me about a sports team. <laughs> if you only watched this team at home, you would think, man, these guys are really good. They and they're fun. Everybody. They're fun. It's That's so the Yeah. Fun. They're a good in-person watch right now too. Yeah. Obviously. And, uh, and, 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 and even like they have one of the best home records in baseball uh, the young, fun guys who are fun when they're going well and really frustrating when they're striking out three or four times a game are, you know, they've all been better home. But it's like everyone has been tilted better toward home. All the starting pitchers have been better at home, which is normal of guys like John Gray and, and uh, Kyle Freeland, but has been really interesting to see out of Herman Marquez, who struggled with Coors Field over his career. Austin Gomber has been phenomenal at Coors Field, which has been really, really cool. So it's just like, yeah, even the bullpen, who's bad everywhere, uh, is slightly less bad at Coors Field, which is super bizarre because you would expect them to be worse there. So even that, it's just like, yeah, watch them when they're at home. Uh, I think they're going to kind of continue to do that. They have won three of their last four road games, and they won their, their first road series of the season right before – the all-star break up in San Diego against a pretty good ball club. I think they we got have to do like winner little... shots at the bar. Yeah. Finally we got to celebrate the Rockies. Right. I think there's like a little opportunity here because I think that um, the all-star break and the all-star game and all the festivities kind of like got people a little excited about baseball in Denver again, which it, it had been in the back of everyone's mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know if they can come out with just like a decent start out of the break. Uh, I don't know if they're at home or on the, the road. Dodgers. Yeah, on the road or at home. at home. Okay, Dodgers so they're home, perfect. Exactly. People are going to want to go. People went to Coors Field this weekend. They yep. were like, oh, right, this is awesome. Um, right. They're going to want to go against that Dodgers series. If they if they somehow find a way to win that series, I think they can conjure up yeah. a little bit of excitement. No one's going to get you know crazy, start thinking they're going to make the playoffs or anything. But I think they can ride the wave of like, oh, it's still fun to go to a Rockies game. Because I think as soon as Nolan was traded, everyone was just like, I'm not going this year or I the Rockies don't exist to me anymore. And I think that that feeling might have gone away during the All-Star break a little bit. And I think that they can parlay uh, like a good start to the second half of the season into just a little bit more fan engagement for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think the thing that's going to be really interesting about that is that the trade deadline is in about 15 days, right? 15, it's the 30th. So, uh, and I do think that they're going to trade Trevor Story. And so I think that's going to be really interesting to see oh. how they handle that. Look, they need to. It's, it's, he's not coming back. Uh, hanging on to him for the second half, but it, it would make people feel better. But you're going to lose him in a couple months or you're gonna, for nothing, or you're going to, you're going to lose him now and, get a couple of pieces that can help you build toward that new future. And so that's going to be a little bit tough for them to handle. I think from a PR standpoint, because most fans aren't going to want to hear all that, especially right after they just traded Nolan Arenado, it's going to be a tough sell, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right business decision. And if they get a good return from it, I do think all of the sort of, how do you put it? Uh, I don't want to say the phrase that's in my mind. The, the 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 people in the know will kind of go out and talk about the Rockies just had another great draft. Uh, you know, if, if they get a good return on story, it'll actually show more like transitional things in terms of front office thinking and what they're doing. Uh, and then they've got to nail like their new GM this coming off season and all of that. But you can start to build that positive momentum of, oh, this team doesn't screw everything up. Like a big part of the Nolan Arenado thing, right, was just, just the worst trade in the history of ever. And even that's kind of lightened up a little bit as people have realized, like, actually, this Austin Gomber guy is pretty good. Some of these prospects look like they're going to be pretty good. Nolan, while he's still an all-star, is not, you know, a top five player in baseball this year. He's a top 25 player in baseball this year. And so – you know, I, I think if they can get a decent return for Trevor Story, you can keep that positive momentum going. And one thing I've, I've heard from a lot of people, they just want to see direction out of this team. If yeah. you commit to these young guys and this starting pitching staff and say, we know we've got a time to build, but in the meantime, have fun with this team. We're going to get you some home wins. We're going to be inconsistent, but it's going to be fun. And we're going to build around the parts of it that are fun right now. I think people are going to get into it. I, one question pertaining back to all-star week um did we get any sort of clarity as to whether or not this counts as the rockies place in line because it would be really awesome if we could get the all-star game back in like six or seven years or whatever it was supposed to be yeah uh that that was actually never publicly clarified i do know that you know the rockies tried to negotiate that so that they don't have to wait quite as long because they did have to do this on kind of such short notice but uh you know they may not have gotten that I, I i would doubt it because in ultimately the rockies really didn't lose out on much they they were able to pull it together and get it done and, and fill the stadium and all those kinds of things so 
I, I don't know that that hasn't been announced publicly, but I, I know it was a part of the negotiations. Okay. The like home run derby and the all star game were so much fun. I feel like Denver felt like it was like alive again. People yes. really were loving baseball. Like everywhere you turned, it was just all about baseball. The businesses downtown were thriving. Like it was such a cool weekend. Um, and then we went to the home run derby, Ryan and I, and that was so much fun. Like home run derby should always be in oh, course field. I'll fight for that one. That was um, incredible. Like Pete Alonso, the fact that he got 35 home runs in a round, like we were like, can he keep going? Oh my God. And then everyone I heard that went to the all-star game had an absolute blast and thought it was so much fun. And the celebrity game was great. And I mean, even seeing like, I know, uh, people are feel, like feel weird about mcgregor square but mcgregor square is so cool like it just nobody it, should everything feel weird was about awesome. mcgregor square that's since we're on a non-rocky show right now and there aren't specifically only rockies fans listening mcgregor square is amazing there are two it's completely so cool. different funds that go to building the colorado rockies roster and the buildings and and the association the square all the restaurants those are separated by something completely different right they they can't it's not a matter of Dick Monfort is spending all his money on McGregor Square and therefore he can't right. make the team good. That's not a thing at all. It reminds uh, me of when I was covering the buffs and people would be like, oh, they're building this new facility. Why is my tuition so high? And it was like, those two things have literally zero correlation. Right. And and also people love to hit the Rockies on both sides of this. I remember when we were having a little curtain call debate, people were talking about the culture of St. Louis and their park or area around the park or Wrigleyville in Chicago. And it's like, why don't the Rockies do something like that? And now they have literally that thing. The McGregor square is their version of that. And it's this great celebration of Rockies history and baseball history. And it didn't in any way take away from the product on the field. And it only makes it so that they can actually in the future spend more on the product on the field and people turn this into a negative thing. No, McGregor square is awesome. Even if you don't want to go down and pay, you know, high prices for, you know, even if you even if you don't want to just go down there to like eat and stuff, go down and walk. Like the, the... is AJ going to be okay? Also, yeah, AJ. Is a hurricane or <laughs> AJ, what is going on over it's, there? It's just the ghost. <laughs> you're you're. Was it it was it the wind? Because your blinds yeah. were going crazy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I do want to without jumping the gun on segways. This all ties into the theme of the show, which is without wanting to excuse any incompetence or or whatever anyone feels about the Rockies' product and, and who's in charge. First of all, to Ali's earlier point, people want to feel like the city is awake. Yeah. Um, if you're vaccinated, you should, and you should want to go out and do things and go do things. And this is the beauty of a downtown stadium. And again, without make necessarily wanting to excuse certain philosophies from ownership um, in terms of complacency and all that, it can be enough to just say, look, the stadium is downtown. The square is nice. This is attractive. You want to come here. You want to have fun. You want to feel like summer's, summer's alive. And in my opinion, as a sports fan, no better sign of that than a, a day game downtown. There's just no better way to feel that. And, and the Rockies can still tap into that and still evoke that in, in Denver without – without necessarily uh, fixing their woes on the road or anything like that. Once I started traveling to NFL games and seeing all these different cities, I started grading like Denver on a scale of like, what would this, what, how would I react to this if I came here just as like a traveling NFL journalist mm. and like little things like McGregor square 
are just the things that you see when you go to a city and you're like, damn, this place is dope. And like when you're walking on the top level of course, which is where we were uh, seated for the home run derby, like when you're walking and you see McGregor Square from the top of the stadium, it looks incredible. It's beautifully designed. It looks awesome. It fits really nicely into that area. When you walk out of the stadium and you're like walking over there, it's really cool. So uh, I, I'm totally with you, uh, Brendan. Like it, at, at the very least, it's a nice, beautiful piece of the right. city. Right. You, you well, can want to go do that. Online and make it super easy. You can just go and pick it up um, and just head to S-L-L-A-C-E-M-E-D-S dot com and purchase from there. Again, just use that promo code during Rio 20. Save 20% off. They are awesome. Everyone that I've heard that goes there has an absolute blast and gets a really good deal. So that's all that matters. Smoking lot deals. Um, check out Solace Nights today. Thank you guys for hanging out with me this week. We will see you next week. And if you have any suggestions on topics or anything like that, next week it's probably going to be a little more draft-oriented since we've got to the expansion draft and the NHL draft and then the NBA draft the following week. And we just wrapped up the MLB draft. But always send me your questions um, on Twitter or on the Discord in the DMVR Lounge. And, yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Moving on, so Vote and RK are in Team Downtown Stadium. Drew, just give me quickly where you're leaning towards. Do you like a little bit outside the the downtown area, or are you also in the downtown area? Oh, yeah, no, I'm I'm full downtown. So, AJ, you're alone. We we can Skype in Mace if you need some backup. Dude, of course. Where could I have placed a DraftKings bet on AJ taking this one? I actually, I don't know. Um, last week when we proposed this topic, I was, I was, I felt pretty strongly about it. But there have been convincing arguments in the week since when I've been talking to people, and I think that I think you guys have a good point. I think that there, are, I think, I think the thing that Vote said that that earlier that I really liked was that you want the city to feel alive, and you can never really do that, no matter what. You can't do that if the stadium is outside of the city. So I think that was a that might have been the nail in my coffin on that one. <laughs> but I will I will say uh, I what I what I like about stadiums outside of the cities, and it's funny, RK, you you brought up traveling to all the different ones because that's a thing. Like there there are cities where I'll go and I'll be like, where the hell is this this arena? Why is it here? This is absurd. The only thing the only thing that I really think you have to have no matter what is that there has to be infrastructure there. Yep. Like you you have to have public transportation yep. and I think a big a big part of this is that our public transportation in the United States sucks. So true. It's okay. <laughs> it's a goddamn joke. And it needs to get several magnitudes better on the whole. And I think if you do, if, if that gets accomplished, then uh, providing providing that kind of infrastructure, I don't know that it really matters that much where the stadium is. It just needs to, it needs to go to it. People need to be able to have public transportation to it. Um, but for for me, like I look at I look at like McGregor Square is a great example of this. Um, 
stadiums stadiums should be at the center of entertainment districts. It should be its own entertainment district. Course Field, look at what it's done to Lodo. You know, yeah. when we were when Lo, when when Course Field was built, you had just as good a chance of getting stabbed going to the game as you did of actually watching a Rockies win that day. Like it was not a good it was not a good part of town. And it's totally revitalized that part of city and it's hopping now. And I think, you know, when I went to Arizona to cover the Coyotes, now they put their they put their their stadiums in Glendale. That's a problem. You can't put them in a different city. So don't do that. But I don't I don't mind them being outside the city a little bit. As long as as long as you build up the infrastructure around that area. And that I where, where I think stadiums are I think where we're probably headed in this is they have to be the center of entertainment districts. You need hotels around there, you need bars, you need restaurants, you need stuff to do immediately outside the arena because it's it's more expensive than ever to go to games. You don't ever really just go to the game and then bounce anymore. Like, okay, well I watched I watched the Rockies and now I'm just gonna go home. Like, what? You want to go do you want to go do stuff before the game? You want to go do stuff after the game? You want to make the experience worth yeah, it. Yeah, like not you're those, you're dropping coin on. Now if you have season tickets and you're going every day, you're one power to you. But two, like you're probably not going to do that. But if you're a normal person and you're going to a handful of games when you can, you're choosing for that to be like the epicenter of your entertainment. You need you need other things to do. Dude, and so, Staples Center, I hate to give them any credit, but that sort of – you see that ESPN Sports Center sort of thing in the background and it looks alive? Like that's pretty um, like synthetic. Like that's that's a sort of isolated area of L.A. It's not actually where people would other, otherwise congregate. And around Staples Center came the ESPN studios, then more restaurants, then hotels. And on TV, it looks like, wow, that's downtown L.A. But it's like a – it's like a little island of exactly what AJ is describing, which is an entertainment complex, as opposed to guys like I grew up in New Jersey. The arenas in the Meadowlands, like, what are we doing? What's the point of being based in New York? New yeah. the Big Apple, drive down to an, an actual swamp where Tony <laughs> Soprano used to dump some bodies off the side, and you're there and you pay a lot of parking, and that's the only thing to do. One more, even worse. The Nets used to play in the IZOD Center, guys, which was just like underneath a highway overpass. You can <laughs> oh, see New York to your left. Um, and it's like, dude, what are we doing? Like, what's yeah. the why brand yourself this way? Yeah, because I, I was going to say, even the Meadowlands, they have great public transportation to the Meadowlands. But sure. what do people do? They get off the train, they go to the game, and then they just get right back on the train. <laughs> and, 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 like, that's your experience. Like, to, to AJ's point earlier, uh, Allie and I left the home run derby, and it was, like, a weeknight. We had work the next day. But I was like, I want to go out because I don't I don't want this night to end. Like, this was so fun. I want to, yes. like, keep it rolling, you know. I, I want to keep the experience alive. Um, so, yeah, like, that, that was something I experienced when I went to the Meadowlands. I was like, oh, this is actually a great setup. I, like, took the train all the way there took right, me forever right. but i did get there um and then it was just like everyone just walks straight back to the train and goes home or maybe they go out in new york city but it's no longer like a, a game it's no longer a part of the game now you're just 100%. part of the city 100 yeah. so, and so philadelphia. last thing i, I want to say is i was actually going to touch on philadelphia so philadelphia is like a touch outside the city right 
Mm-hmm. And they do have like an awesome entertainment district, but it's one thing with like, I don't know, eight to 10 places inside their little thing. One thing that I noticed the other night when we left the home run derby is 50,000 people walked out of course field and there were still plenty of places for everyone to go. Like there wasn't an insane line outside of like tap 14 where we went or any of the other places. Like there was so much going on around course field that you're not trapped into anything. You go anywhere after the game um, and the lines aren't going to be crazy. And that was one thing, like when we went to Philly, the line to get into that place was crazy. Yeah, so the Xfinity Live area, it's really cool because all of the stadiums in Philadelphia are all next to each other. So you're like, when you're tailgating for an Eagles game, like you're in the Wells Fargo parking center, uh, parking lot. And so like, it's just all feels like this sports area. And because it is a little bit outside of the city, it's not outside. Of the, I would say it's like, it's like as if the stadiums were a little bit past mile high here. So it's like a little like closer to Sloan's like, compared to the city, like around 10 minutes away. And so they they created Xfinity Live, which has like 10 bars, like a mechanical bull, massive TV in the middle. And you're allowed, you go there before or after, if you can't get into the game, you go there after tailgating. But yeah, it definitely, there's a lot of lines, but because they realized the profit in that area, now like the areas outside of Xfinity Live, like a little bit outside of there, there's now bars going in there. There's restaurants, there's more hotels going in. And, and if we're like creating more businesses and like having the economy go up, that's awesome. But you definitely need that city feel. And I think something that's so cool in, in those stadiums in Philadelphia and at Coors Field and at Mile High is you get to see the city in the background of while you're sitting there, some of the shots, like you feel it. And like even Zach, Zach Stevens on the Broncos, so, like, you can't call them the Denver Broncos and have them be located in Aurora or Commerce City. Like, that just doesn't work. <laughs> um, and we have Zach here in the comments saying, Rapids attendance is among lowest in MLS. I'd say largely in part to it being in Commerce City and not Has in Denver. And it's so far. Like, it feels like it's so far to get there. Like, if you're trying to drink and go to a game and, and then driving, and I heard getting out of there with traffic because there aren't many restaurants or bars around there at all, like, it's a shit show, honestly. Like, so That's I feel the- like at, it being in the city, sure, there's a lot of traffic and there's a lot of cars and Uber prices are high, but at least you can go and continue to stimulate the economy and go continue the night and go to a restaurant or a bar and then wait for the Uber or wait for the traffic to go down. And then you can go instead of just being forced to sit in your car for an hour to get out of that event. hundred percent. And and like, what do we know about downtown Denver? People want to do things. That's why the Rockies even when they're bad, still pull attendance. If you put the Rapid Stadium in downtown, people would just be like, it's Friday night or Saturday at night. Like, what should we do? Let's go to the Rapids game and get I'd, drunk. I'd have gone to five. I'd totally. have gone to five games by now. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah. I mean, I've been to zero, actually. The example of this is how well attended the Outlaws used to be. Mm. Yeah. Like, outdoor lacrosse, not exactly the world's most popular sport, but... Sure. You know the. I think the the five highest attended outdoor lacrosse games ever all happened in that stadium, and it's and just true, like I think. Oh, sorry, AJ. I didn't mean to it's go. just easy. It's just easy. Its location makes it so that it's like okay, this is cheap. This is fun. Let's just go. Yeah, I was I wanna... gonna say, Drew. I think baseball nails this, and I've been between like sixteen to twenty stadiums in my lifetime. Cores like no pandering. Any of that Coors is one of my favorite experiences, and you know, I think of Wrigley as well, but just that sort of spilling out together 
to the left, to the right, everyone yeah. in a Rockies jersey. And like, you know, you're going to see a handful of those people at whatever bar you're headed to next. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and especially this week, I was amazed, actually. I thought there's so many people. I'm probably not going to run into too many people. I ran into everybody. I saw everybody. <laughs> everybody. Some people just screamed DNVR at me from across the way or whatever. But, you know, it was just like there's so many people out there and, and it really has that community. And like you can get there from a bunch of different areas, uh, directions. One of the things I was thinking about as we were doing this is I'm wildly innocent. Dodger Stadium and Chavez Ravine is is the worst. The worst. It's the soulless it, baseball experience. It's just I used to give Dodgers fans such a hard time for not showing up to the third inning, and that is not their choice. You right. you either get there an hour early. There's only one way in and out. It's up on a hill and then in in a ravine. And and to Ali's point, the only reason to have it there, the only good thing about where Dodger Stadium is, is you can get a great shot of the LA skyline. It's it's really cool being up there. But like, other than that, it's just a nightmare. You've got to go 15 minutes before you're going to find a a bar or or a place. Dude, it takes you, first of all, it takes you 40 to get out of the parking lot in a lift. If you're like lucky on a a Friday night, you know, it it is an absolute nightmare. Also, I I learned that the Wi-Fi in that area is awful. And so it's just like real, like that whole stretch of road. I don't know what it, they were. Say, other than that, Brendan's right. Base, there's a lot of great baseball. baseball yeah. And that's, that's something that Mace on, on the other show, which was why we thought of this topic, was saying is baseball needs to be downtown. But he was thinking like football and other yeah. arenas, not so much. But I disagree. Like it, it doesn't even have to be the outlaws. Like when the Nuggets were bad or the abs were struggling, if it, it, because of its location and it being a fun and a fun thing to go to, even if they were struggling, like you're like, hey, why not? Let's go to the game. Look at how cheap the tickets are. Let's go see it. And that starts building that like community and like, let's keep going. And oh, this is exciting. Oh, I actually like this. And it gets new fans or fans who have lost like connection with it into the stadium or into the arena. If they, if the location of the Pepsi Center Ball Arena was in Commerce City and they were bad, like even if it's a professional oh. team, there's a lot less of a chance of you making the trek so over easy there. Easy to not go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and a couple things. One, I don't know what they were doing when they built like all the stadiums in LA because the Rose Bowl is the same way. It's like you have to like drive through a neighborhood to get there. And I was like, who thought of this? Like, how did this you know happen? Part of it, RK, is in LA, it's actually kind of hard to pin down like where folk like hang and congregate. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It's sort of like oh, yeah. a disparate like kind of thing. But I mean, I've been to LA many times and I've only been in like downtown LA once. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is like, I want to defend Mesa's point a little bit here because I thought AJ was going to do that for him, but we've, uh, he's a convert. So we got him. I don't want to like basic one <laughs> nice thing. Uh, AJ yeah, let's let's slow down on the on, on the convert talk there. He's a, he's a full convert. He's one of the biggest fighters for city stadiums now. Um, Mace was like saying one thing: you don't mix city traffic with game traffic, which can be like just the worst. That is right? still the worst thing. We always build up the Coors Field experience, and it's not terrible, especially if you've done it at other places. But it's still the worst thing about going to Coors is trying to find parking, trying to drive to there or out of there right after sure. a game it's it still can be uh, <laughs> right quite a nightmare. and like what is what is media parking like at course 
funky as hell. <laughs> Is it? Weird. There's a big gigantic parking lot kind of down where people don't realize under the pass. If you've ever come in on that, you know, yeah. that Park Avenue, there's um, a gigantic parking lot underneath it. But if you're not, especially this last weekend, if you're not Buster only, then you're parking so far back. Like I'm not even kidding. Like you might as like you're further back than Blake Street. Like, sure farther yeah. away you're Blake several street tavern yeah yeah Blake street tavern sorry uh, you're, you're that far away from it's like it, it is up. wild how far away you can be there yeah like um, so like that is one thing and like and like you get like a broncos monday night football game and you mix like denver rush hour traffic with broncos game traffic it can be a nightmare but to me it's like such a minor like thing that you have to live with to get all the other good things. Um, and then the other thing he was saying is like, the NFL doesn't need it. It doesn't need to be in downtown, which it absolutely doesn't. And I made the point, I'm like, right. you could put the stadium in Grand Junction <laughs> and it will sell out every single week, like guaranteed. Um, but to me, it's not about what, what it needs. It's about what's better for the fans. To me, it's better for the fans to have it in downtown. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad we converted AJ. AJ's on our side now. There's no turning back. <laughs> We're gonna unconvert uh, him real quick. We keep talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me this week. We will see you next week. And if you have any suggestions on topics or anything like that, next week it's probably gonna be a little more draft oriented since we've got to the expansion draft and the NHL draft and then the NBA draft the following week. We just wrapped up the MLB draft, but always send me your questions um, on Twitter or on the Discord in the DMVR Lounge. And, yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.